Tyler. Hello. The Emmys happened. Yes, they did. They were so exciting that I completely forgot they even aired. Uh, me too. Um, I I normally don't even watch them to begin with, so. But they happened, and I believe HBO still reigns king. From yeah, the sounds I'm, of it, I'm seeing a lot of fucking wins for The Watchmen. Yeah. And a lot of wins for Shit's Creek, actually. Yeah, which I, I'm not familiar with that show, so I don't, I can't really speak to that, but. I don't watch it. I know my parents are big fans, and they've tried to get me to uh, watch it before, but it just, I don't know, it wasn't for me. And it, like, I like Eugene Levy a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And, like, they couldn't get any anyone to take on that show down in the States, so it's actually a Canadian show. Really? Huh. Well, I think it was like a, a CBC or a, a show like that, which then just kind of like eventually started doing so well, they branched out and other networks started picking it up and then Netflix. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Watchmen got a lot. Like it got outstanding lead actress, supporting actor, I think it just I think it got the overall like outstanding fucking show too. Um Yeah, outstanding limited series. Yeah. But good for them. I I like Watchmen and I I thought it was a really well done show and Yeah, me too. For kudos to everybody involved. I am a little sad to see that there wasn't more wins for uh Ozark, but Yeah, just what was it, the one? Yeah, just Julia Garner. Yeah. I also, um, I'm glad Succession got some love, too. I haven't haven't watched that one yet. Oh, really? You should. It's, uh, it's kind of, like, up there, like, with Billions, but HBO. Hmm. It's really good. I think you would actually really enjoy it. Yeah? Yeah. I think you should add it to your list. Well, I do have some room on my list now that I finally finished The Leftovers. Yes. Yeah, there was a bunch of other stuff on here that I'm like, I straight up don't care about. Like, I don't give a fuck about outstanding reality competition series. Or variety talk series. I don't care about those categories. No, no, me neither. I'm just trying to see if there's any... Was it Denya one for lead actress? Zendaya. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm probably going <laughs> to pronounce that wrong yet again. At some point down the road, but she's cool. Yeah, Euphoria, The Morning Show, Shit's Creek, Shit's Creek, Shit's Creek. Yeah, The Morning Show is an Apple show, too. I think. Yeah. Yes, so, it is. That's I've... the Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell one, I believe. Right, yeah. But yeah, like I... I don't know that there's a whole lot to this other than, like... It's the Emmys. Yeah. I, award shows in general, I don't overly pay that much attention to although interesting side piece of news here which i just found out last night which is pseudo related to award shows and what we're talking about yeah is that the tribeca festival okay which is like an awards thing where they like do same thing like it's all about art they just added video games to the tribeca festival now now video games can qualify for winning awards 
because they are considered art, according to Tribeca. Oh, it's about time. And they the panel, I can't remember two of their names, but one of the people that's going to sit on this panel to like help judge and whatnot is... Uh, oh, what's his name? Yukushima? Yakushima? Oh. The famous one behind like Metal Gear Solid. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, fuck. Why can't I remember the name? But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah I, I just thought that was interesting because, I mean, yeah, you me see too. a lot of video games these days, like, they have very thorough, detailed, and well-thought-out, like, Dory arcs and scripting and lots of, like, oh, yeah. in some games, like, you need to look at, like, The Last of Us, beautiful cutscenes and, oh, like... Yeah. yeah, like, better stories than, like, a good chunk of movies and TV shows that are yeah. out there, right? Like, it's... Yeah, no, that's... I think that's red. Uh, that's about time. Mm-hmm, I agree. Because, yeah, I think there's... And I think that stigma of, like, video games can't tell good stories, I think is slowly dying, you know, as more of those games come out that have insanely good stories where people are like, damn, that was, like, hella good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't I didn't hear about that. Yeah, just exciting random news here while we're talking about awards. Yeah, the one thing I did notice going through this list is like Mark Ruffalo won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a series, and I had never heard of that series before. I Know This Much Is True, I think it's called. I think that's an HBO one, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I looked it up, and like I kind of want to check it out now because it sounds kind of cool. I've I've uh, moved past it while browsing like different shows to watch and stuff like that, so I've I've seen... I've seen it on, I think, Crave or, well, HBO. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I too have never watched it because it just looked like too much of a slow-moving drama. I like Mark Ruffalo, but like, yeah, I couldn't even tell you what it's about now, but I know at one point I saw it and I went, oh, I like Mark Ruffalo. Read the synopsis, saw that it was a drama and went, eh, this is probably not for me. Yeah, fair enough. I like a good slow-moving drama, so I might check it out. Because I had never heard about it before, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that actually seems all right. All right, then. Yeah, so that's, I don't know if there, that there's much more to say other than, hey, the Emmys happened, and turns out and HBO still wins awards. Yeah, well, HBO fucking slays it. They're they're my yeah. favorite network, though. Like, they just yeah, me too. constantly hit it out of the park with their shows. Yeah, me, yeah I, feel, I feel like we've been on the same page on that for like years where it's just like they're just consistently great Mm -hmm. yeah they fucked a few things up but who doesn't you know i'm honestly kind of surprised that i didn't i I didn't see quibi get any awards oh just kidding that doesn't surprise me yeah well speaking of quibi it might be up for sale which doesn't surprise me no, like it surprised me that it's happening this quick because Quibi's only like six months old or something. But yeah, yeah, I, but you know, I think we, well, I sh- we as in you and I, I mean, maybe not everybody, kind of expected this to happen. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an ambitious plan. Yeah, and it was an interesting take on things. I feel yeah. like their pricing structure. Was is, not what it should have been, given yeah. what you get with the service. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, ultimately what killed Quibi is the fact that they had no promotional material. Yeah, like straight up no one fucking heard about it. 
No, yeah. and like as two people who are like this into fucking entertainment news and stuff like that, the fact that yeah. you and I had Didn't no idea about it. About it. Yeah. yeah, and the only reason I even heard about it was just because I was watching Philip DeFranco show, oh, and, and he had like it. a little a little news blurb about Quibi, and I was like, "What the fuck is Quibi?" And I had to look it up <laughs> after the fact. Yeah, and like at that point, Quibi had been out for like quite four some months. time. Yeah, yeah. Four months so. Or something like that. So, like, whoever is in charge of their marketing department needs to be fired. Yeah, no shit. And hopefully, like, that person, like, has to go back to the bottom of the barrel here in terms of, like, their next marketing job and relearn how to do it or go back to school or something. Because I've never seen... Yeah. It, it honestly... Quibi had so much potential. Yeah, it did. And especially, just... Especially, like, when you look at the tech. Like, especially, like, when you think of, like, mobile only... And like how it like went portrait to landscape like flawlessly, like all this stuff behind the scenes seemed to work really well. So like mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things where like they got everything right to make it work. It's just they fucked everything else up. Yeah, and there was no shortage of like interesting shows to check out. Yeah, no, like they had a good amount of like they had way more stuff on there uh, than I thought they would. And I think we talked about that when we actually watched some of it on whether I think some of it was good or not, but like they had stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, like they, I think Quibi could have been, you know, like the next like breakthrough in media consumption, but with just such absolutely poor marketing, a terrible like subscription plans that they offered. Yeah. Coupled then, with the fact that, like, I get that they're focusing on mobile, but the fact that I couldn't access anything from a web browser really killed yeah. that that the value of that service to me. Yeah, I feel like they really fucked that part up. Like, and like, I get it, making an app for like smart TVs and, and you know all the you know set top boxes out there, you know, cost more. But like, if you're gonna go into the streaming content space, you need to have you need to have all of that. Right. Like, yeah. I think just straight up saying like it's mobile only, like I think they kind of shot themselves in the face the moment they did that, you know, because I think that the whole like seven or eight minutes, you know, watch it while you have time. I think that also works, you know, if you pulled that up on an Xbox, you know, in your living room, you know, because the same thing is like, yeah, we got 10 minutes before we're leaving for dinner. So you throw it on the TV, you know. And I think them not doing that was kind of stupid but yeah no i completely agree uh, a lot of potential and just too many poor yeah. decisions which i'm sure at their point we're like well we're going to be revolutionary and blah 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 so we're going to set the standard here and that's why this is going to work and in actuality it's like yeah you're new and you're going to set the standard with something new and different and something innovative and it's definitely creative in how you're going about this but you're a streaming yeah. service like at the, like first and foremost at the end of the day yeah. no matter what you want to call yourself you are a streaming service and you yeah. sh- there's like a few i don't know golden rules for what streaming services need to do in order to develop and maintain some sort of fan or subscriber base yeah. and not having a web app that's that was it for me yeah i think like the fact that they looked at like they went into this streaming space and it was just like you were going to choose to not do what all the major players are doing in this space i think it was just kind of like 
completely ignorant on their part where it's mm-hmm. just like you can't just ignore that right yeah you know like i get that the mobile only thing was it was like the idea you know but still yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Like, I'm not like fuck. They like I'm not talking like oh we need to market some of these and put them on TV. But yeah, have a web a web being able to access it from a website that that's a, a critical flaw there. Yeah, that should be like the bare minimum. Um, because yeah, but so we'll see. Like this is, I think this is just rumor, but like it seems like. Yeah, maybe some shit with Quibi is going to happen. Yeah, so. well, you, you know what? If this really is for sale, I wouldn't be shocked to see one of, like, the big players, like an HBO Max or, honestly, Netflix or Amazon Prime, picking this service up and keeping it fundamentally the same, but bundling it, you know, for, like, an extra dollar or two into their existing subscriber plan so yeah. that you can have, like you know, Netflix, and then you can have, like, Netflix on the go or Netflix Lite or, you know, something like that. And so here's the weird part with that. So Quibi doesn't actually own any of the content they have. Like, it's all licensed. And after a few years, like, the people who made Punked can just, like, take that show somewhere else. Mm. So, like, if a Netflix bought Quibi, it would be for the Quibi tech. Like Like, reading this article, they're like, yeah, Quibi actually doesn't own any of the content on its service. You know, it just has, like, short-form, like, two- to seven-year licenses. And then it says here, like, after two years, content owners have the right to assemble the shows and distribute them elsewhere. So, like, I feel like if Netflix bought this, they'd be like, okay, well, we're not getting the content because they can take it elsewhere. So it would just be the tech to to do it. And at that point, is the tech that they have that valuable? Probably not. No, honestly, I feel like anyone, any of these other streaming services could come up with that. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Uh, Yeah, like, it was a cool concept. Uh, When I checked it out, I was like, there was some neat stuff about it, but I also think it totally didn't work. No. Um, Like, I I wouldn't have paid for it. Um, But, yeah. Well, goodbye, Quibi. Yeah, fucking weird. I mean, I'm not going to miss it, but... No, I won't I, either. I saw what I wanted to see, so... Yeah, I checked that out and was like, yeah, this is kind of nifty. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Quibi. In other news, it looks like Power Book 2 Ghost is being renewed for a second season. Yeah, and I saw this, and I think what interested me was when we originally talked about when they did all these spinoffs... Yeah, almost sounded like completely wrong. Yeah, like it almost sounded like it was going to be like these like one season arc things, but apparently not. So I don't. So does this one like does this take place before or after the main show? Do you know? Power Book Two Ghost takes place after the main show. Oh, okay. So maybe that makes sense. Why this son and him trying to like carry on with his life? I guess. Oh, okay. So Which will be interesting. Uh, like I haven't, I haven't started watching it yet. It's on my plans because I, uh, I really liked Power so much that like yeah. I burned through all those seasons once I got into it in a very short period of time. 
So I am absolutely curious to see how this pans out, especially given how the original um, show ended. Yeah. Like, did you ever see the ending? No. Okay. Well, then I won't spoiler alert it for you. But like, that's you'd have to see the very last episode of Power. And then like that would get you super fucking hyped on why you'd want to see this Power Book 2 ghost as its own sideshow. Because like, man, like what a power move. Like, that's all I can say is the way that that first that first or that series ended. It was like, holy shit, this guy is a straight up fucking boss. Yeah, I remember you saying that before, which makes me like, I I actually really want to check out that power show. Um, It was a surprise, amazing show to me. Like, I I didn't think it was going to I thought it was going to be mediocre when I decided to give it a watch. Yeah. And then it just got better and better and better. And then by the time I got to the end, I was like, this is like a sleeper show. Like, not, yeah. I don't think many people realize like how fucking legit this show is. No. And like anytime I'd ever seen ads or anything for like, I kind of had that same sense where I was like, that looks like a all right show, but it didn't look like it was anything spectacular. Um, but it sounds like maybe once you actually watch it, you're just like, oh shit, this is really good. It was honestly, out of like all of the series I've watched over the years, it's one of the best series finales, in my opinion, yeah. just because of like the, I don't know, yep. the the value of it. Like, you, like, you yeah. know how you'll have some series that end that make you upset, like Entourage, and it's, you're upset because the show's over, yeah. right? Same yeah. with Californication, like yeah. you're upset, this sucks, I hate it, but only because it brings that show to an end. And yeah. then you have other series like you're gonna throw fucking dexter and game of thrones in there where you're like those are just terrible it has nothing to do with me missing the show it's just I that feel, wasn't satisfying in the slightest yeah not even a little bit i'm super mad i'm pissed that was terrible and i feel ripped off as a fan of the show yeah right and yep. so like power book or the original fucking power series like that ended and i was like this is awesome like not yep. only am i happy that they wrapped up all these these like uh loose strings they closed all these story arcs but they didn't give me one of those bullshit like oh here's this weird ominous ending where you get to decide in your own head how things progress after here it's like it's cut and dry it's like this is what fucking happens and what happens is like one of those like holy shit i did not see that coming oh my god and it makes you want more but at the same time like you want more because you want to see how this plays out but you know the series ended and it's like you're content. You're content yeah. with the fact that you won't get to know. Yeah. Because it was I feel like those ominous like TV show endings, like they only like they don't work for everything, right? Like it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I want to check out the power show just because like I, I don't think I had really even heard about it until we started doing this podcast. And then you brought it up the one day and was singing its praise. And I was like, hmm, I kind of want to check that out now. Yeah, I would definitely put it in my top five series endings, series finales, without a doubt. Yeah. Because it was just so boss. I was just so, like, hyped on what happened that, like, any other emotion of, like, oh, I'm sad the show is ending or, oh, I'm mad the show is ending. Like, all of my emotions just left and it was just straight, like, damn, mad respect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I might check it out after I'm done 
um, with all this American Horror Story nonsense that I'm watching. But mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, I would check it out. Good. So I I haven't watched Power Book yet, but I will just because like now I get that option to see how this all plays out, and I'm yeah. super fucking curious. Yeah. So is this the only one of those spinoffs that is out now? Like that or... is currently out. Yes, I know there's oh, okay. other Power Books that are in the works. Yeah, there was like two more or something like that. Yeah, and the only and honestly the only other one that I'm like super curious and dying to see is uh the there was going to be a power book which was going to act as a prequel to show you how Ghost and 50 Cent's characters came to be who they are. Right, yeah. So I am curious about that cuz I feel like that'll be interesting. But yeah. what I really want to see is a power book chapter that's all about where Tommy Egan is right now. Oh, okay. Who was Ghost's partner throughout the show. Like, okay. they came up together, and they were each other's partners in, like, this right, whole right. process and stuff, and then, you know, the show ends, and Tommy moves on. But right. I'd like to see where he is now, Yeah, what he's doing well, now, and what his life's like now. So that maybe, one I'd be super maybe into. Maybe he pops up into this, this one, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He He very well could, but... I mean, given how the final season went, yeah, I, I honestly I don't ass. know if you would. Yeah, I'm talking straight out of my ass because I haven't seen it, so I have no idea if, if that would even make sense. But, hmm, hmm. yeah, yeah. This so. makes me want to check out the show even more. That like it's successful enough that they're doing all these spinoffs. So, yeah, it's, it's a very very underrated television show. Yeah, indeed. I feel like a lot of stars shows are like that. Just cuz not a lot of people I guess watch stars. But Yeah. And then in Disney Plus news. So they got that Rogue One TV show. Mm-hmm. And they're getting some Black Mirror uh director uh for it, which I think that's cool cuz I really like Black Mirror. So. Yeah, me too. When am I getting another season of Black Mirror? Sons I don't of know. Bitches. Yeah, I don't know. And this is this one's also weird because the original director that they had for the show was the original director of Rogue One, which made sense. And then, like, apparently he is not there doing it anymore, and they brought in someone else. So that's super weird because I feel like. They had the director of the movie just extending like ideas he would have had, you know, maybe about the movie, and then now he's not. So, yeah, that is a little odd. Yeah, so I don't know if there's like some drama behind that, or if maybe he just fucking was like, ah, I'm going to peace out because scheduling conflicts or something. But, oh, yeah, it says he can't, like, he stepped down uh, for like travel related issues because of the pandemic like he was like i just i can't travel around that much mm. so understandable yeah, fair enough so but yeah they're getting getting some black mirror uh toby haynes i i don't remember what he's done on black mirror but i'm kind of curious now yeah i'm sure because that's the thing with black mirror right like every episode is different and every quote-unquote season isn't the actual season yeah yeah, so like, like yeah, he, things. 
he could have been behind just one episode or he could have been behind a lot. That's hard to say. Oh, he, he just did one. He did that, yeah. uh, the USS Callister one. Which is like honestly just... one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, that, that makes me happy. Yeah, well, good for him. Yeah. I mean, that was a good episode. It's always good to see directors gain some steam and fame and get things going. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm on board for this, so I don't think there's really too much more to say about this. All right, well, then let's talk about the Suicide Squad spinoff series. Yeah. John Peace. Cena's character. Yeah, Peacemaker. Yeah, he's getting his own series, which... Okay? Why not? Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know much about Peacemaker, and I didn't follow and know enough about the comic books yeah, or what yeah. the Suicide Squad characters are or anything to that effect. I have, I am, however, super hyped on the fact that it's they're ordering eight episodes of it, and it's yeah. HBO Max. Yeah, which is beautiful. Like I mm-hmm. honestly like because again, I don't know much about his character or what that show's going to be like, and like I do like John Cena, so I mean we'll see how that yeah. plays out. But yeah. more importantly, what the part about this story that makes me excited is that HBO Max is taking on another DC property for their streaming service. Yep. And so many DC shows, I think, would be so much better if they were HBO Max series. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to start to just migrate most of them there. I feel like. Hopefully. So, yeah. No, this is cool. I, I thought this was a little weird that they announced this like before the movie came out. And like, I, this feels like something they would announce like, oh, hey, like after Suicide Squad comes out. But yeah, by the way, if you want to see more, stay tuned next year. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like John Cena is pretty bankable. So I think this is probably like a no brainer for them. As long as they keep it violent and graphical and all that other good jazz that makes, you know, these things so interesting. I'm sure they will, because that, by all accounts, that Suicide Squad movie is going to be like that. So I don't know why they would just go the opposite way for the show. I hope not, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, like... I mean, like Teen Titans or DC Titans, whatever it was, started off raw and gritty and violent. That's what got me hooked. Yeah. And then as the series progressed on the CW, they like toned a lot of it down. So yeah. I'm hoping with its with its now, you know, HBO Max being its fucking home, they go back to being gritty and raw and, you know, what made me fall in love with that show in the beginning. Yeah, me too. Because I, I agree like that. The show when it started, like the, the dark and gritty part of it really got me on board. And I was like, this is really cool. And then they like got away from that and like kind of veered into the like, hey, this is a CW show kind of now. And I was like, I'm super not into this, so I'm mm-hmm. going to super stop watching. Um, but yeah, I hope they, I think they will. I mean, it doesn't make sense to change the tone when it's the movie's going to have that tone. But yeah, like you said, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's John Cena, Suicide Squad spinoff show. Yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, fucking give it to me. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's also saying here that James Gunn will also write uh, the series and direct multiple episodes. So 
that's also good news too. Oh yeah, that's a fucking huge thumbs up then. Yeah, so I feel like this was like the this makes or that part of this makes it seem like the show wasn't just like John Cena or you know HBO trying to just shoehorn a show in. Like I bet this was a case of like James Gunn has had an idea for the show and he was like, "Yo, what if we just did a spin-off series?" And HBO was like, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure." Like you're going to give us more money? Yeah, sure. I you know what? Thinking about it too, I would also be totally up for the spin-off series being released before the next Suicide Squad. So it's like kind of a pseudo prequel to the Suicide Squad film where it's like here's this character, you get to know him and then like the events of that eight-part series leads up to him joining the Suicide Squad and then you get the movie. Yeah, I guess that that super depends on how we wrote it, right? Yeah, like, I'm, like I'm just you, yeah, but I know this, what you're this is all just wishes here. I mean, oh, yeah, I think yeah. Suicide Squad is filming or is about to film, so realistically, yeah. not going to happen. But that would have been a that nifty would, idea. That would have been cool. Yeah, if it was like, you know, and they. Now that you're saying that, I think it would have been a cool idea to take like a handful of those Suicide Squad characters from the movies and maybe just do like one season, like HBO Max prequel, the ones where it's like, hey, this is how this is them before the movie. And then maybe the last episode shows, you know, fucking Amanda Waller or whatever. Where it's like, yo, you're going to come do this. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool, too. Yeah, I maybe agree. maybe next time. Yeah, it's like we've been saying, just DC, high rest to be Kevin Feige. Yeah, we can do this for you. Trust us. We're like one one hundredth of the cost of him. Oh, yeah. And Way cheaper. This. Yeah. Yeah, so... And I see that Jake Gyllenhaal, Antoine Fuqua movie Guilty is going to Netflix. Yeah, so we talked about this last week. And yeah, it looks like Netflix has picked it up, which I think that's a great call for them. Yeah, and the guy who did True Detective is the one who uh, wrote the script. Yeah, yeah, and I I really like him. He's written a bunch. Um, like he wrote that first iteration of the It movie too. And then they rewrote it because um, apparently he went like way darker than they wanted to. Um, but so does that mean we need to get the internet to start chanting that uh, that we want the pizza lotta cut? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe. But uh, yeah, no this this is shaping up to be a cool movie because that director and Jake Gyllenhaal are really good. You know, the dude writing it, he's a solid writer. So I think this is, I think this is cool. Well, this is a big slam dunk because this was a movie that I was definitely interested in and would definitely see. But given the current state of the world and stuff like that, and with like all the weirdness that's going on with movie theaters, who knows when I would actually get to see it. Yeah. Or how long it would take me to get around to like going to a theater, finding a stream and stuff like that for when it eventually comes out. Like it turned this from like oh yeah i want to see that and at some point hopefully one day i'll get to watch it to now that it's going on netflix it's like perfect the moment it lands on netflix i can just pop it on and watch it yeah so yeah i think that that's yeah i think that's the whole oh well that's the netflix appeal right like it's so yeah that's i'm on board with this like especially being on netflix like you said like the day it comes out you can just throw it on yeah so yeah, I'm I'm on board for this. I think the smart play by Netflix. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's just a fucking win for entertainment fans across the board here. Yeah, and it seems like Netflix is kind of going like whereas before they like they were really like TV show heavy, um, like building up that library. Now it seems like they're almost switching gears where it's like, yeah, we're making movies. Like it seems like they're doing way more like Netflix original movies than they are TV shows, Mm -hmm. which I'm on board with because they've all been pretty good. So yeah, they've all been really good so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I guess this is just like so how the world works and karma and stuff because we get super awesome news for that with a Netflix release, which means it's in the not too distant future. And then just as a kick in the dick, we get another fucking movie added to the not coming out anytime soon movie list. Well, a bunch. So Disney pretty much reslated like all of their calendar. So Which, like in in this Black Widow got uh, delayed again. And West that's the Story. one that up. That's the one that upsets me the most. I've been yeah. patiently fucking waiting for Black Widow forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I what I they should just start dropping the shit on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like fuck, like I mean I, like I, I don't know what the Mulan numbers were, like whether that ended up working out for them being that it's going to end up on Disney Plus anyway. Um so maybe it didn't work out um that good for them, but Fucking toss it on Disney Plus. Yeah, for the love of God. Like, don't pretend for a second that you didn't make Mad Bank when you put Mulan on there. Yeah. like it's... And, like, Mulan is geared towards fucking children, right? Like, you throw a Marvel movie on there, oh, you're going to make so much bank. Yeah, I like, I bet if they... And, like, granted, Black Widow isn't, like... Well, I guess, yeah, it is, like, a main key Marvel movie. Um, yeah, you got to think, like, it would do nothing but give them subscribers, like, because if they're like, yo, the next big Marvel movie, Disney Plus, 30 bucks, I bet that's a no-brainer for a lot of people. Well, that, and I think it would be, so, like, they experimented with Mulan going straight to Disney Plus at a premium fee. And they, mm-hmm. they got, so they got a little bit of data from that. And, right, like, this is a one-off instance. So, like, if we're, if you know, if you're Disney and you're trying to collect data on, like, the viability of doing something like this, you can't just do it once for one movie. Yeah. That has like, I wouldn't say a niche market, but you know, it's kind of a a smaller market for that particular movie. So you can't base your future decisions off that. You need to do this a couple of times and kind of see like, is it viable at all? Is it slightly viable, but only for certain movies? So like if I was sitting at the head of Disney right now, I would keep the original air date because movie theaters across the world in most places are still open just with, you know have to have two seats in between you and the person yeah. next to you kind of nonsense so if i was yeah. disney i would take the black widow movie and i would run another experiment where i would release it simultaneously at a premium on disney plus but also release it in theaters across the globe and then collect your data from there and see if yeah. that's an even more viable option because like you know what happens if you just release one movie on straight to Disney plus. But what happens if you take a very popular blockbuster movie and you dual release it? Yeah. Right. The revenue and the uptick from like subscribers and shit like that. Like, is that going to counterbalance? I don't know. I just have so many questions and I feel like from a strictly looking at the data perspective on how 
how a company would make bank. I would want to do something like that and see, because I'm sure with Mulan, they sold a bunch of those movies through Disney plus, and I'm sure they added subscribers, but again, like that's Mulan, like that's something for like the kids for the most part. Like I have lots of friends that are in their mid to late twenties or early thirties who don't have kids, but like Mulan was never on their list. Right. But you take something like black widow. Well, that's a different list. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a completely different story, right? So the people who don't want to pay 30 bucks, they'll venture out, they'll go pay their $10, $15 seat in the theater. And then you'll have the guys, you know, like guys in their mid-20s who really want Black Widow didn't think Disney Plus was for them. Now they're a Mm -hmm. subscriber. Now they're paying $30 for it. Like I I feel like this is just a completely different demographic that they could be making bank off of and instead they're just going to push it to strictly theatrical and i get it from a strictly business perspective because i mean what i'm thinking would be a good plan or a nice something interesting to try it's not tried and true right there's no previous data on that you don't know how it's going to go and obviously at the end of the day they want to make money but disney's got a boatload of money like if you're gonna take a movie that's a box office thing and try and run something like this just to see how it pays out this is the movie that you can take a loss on because they're obviously not going to do this with like an Avengers type movie. Yeah, no, God, no. So I don't know. I feel like Disney's missing a, a prime opportunity here to try it again, but with a dual release and see what kind of revenue streams come from both sides simultaneously as opposed to just one. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like. I think it's part of it is just like that old school thinking of like, yo, we gotta, we gotta open this, you know, it's gotta be a temple, you know, um, kind of, you know, theatrical release, you know, but it's, it's that's also not where the world is at, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, like I think it, I think Black Widow would be a smart play because it's like you said, it's not like it's the next Avengers or it's like, you know, the next big like core Avengers person, right? Like it's not like here's the new Iron Man incarnation, right? Or whatever, you know, like it's Black Widow, like it's big, but it's not like Iron Man, Captain America big, right? Exactly. Um, You know, so it's small enough that like it, it would probably make a really good test thing, but like, yeah, it's. Yeah. Disney, if you're fucking listening, take that movie on the same day, release it in theaters, release it on your Disney Plus subscription service. And if you want to add some more, release it on some of the premium VOD shit like Shaw and Bell, Rogers, Comcast, Dish Network, the Cineplex movie store where you can buy movies for 20 or 30 bucks like... Yeah, because I think all theater chains have something similar where they're like, yo, buy your digital movies through us. Yeah, so... Give that a go. Look at the numbers. Let's see. I, I still stand by my point that eventually we're going to get to a point where, where when a movie comes anyway. out. Yeah. So why not dip your toes in and maybe be the fucking first adventurers? And then you as a company are going to be the one who sets the fucking standard going forward. Because as soon as someone else figures out that that's a viable option and they start doing it first. Yeah. Well, right? Un- Universal already structured all their shit to do that, right? Because they did that with that the fuck was it that trolls movie and they i think it was that or whatever and they announced they were like yeah this did better than we projected in theaters 
Um, yeah. And then they bank. restructured that whole AMC deal where they're like, yeah, our shit's only got to play in their theaters for like one and a half weeks and then we can put it straight on our video on demand service or whatever. So like if you like Universal's like... I, I bet the new Fast and the Furious movie plays for at most a month before you can watch it at home, which is kind of insane to think about, you know. So and it's, but and you know, they're doing their right. old school thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there's always something to be said for like, um, like different industries and stuff like that. There's you know the person who gets there first, and then there's the person who does it better, right? Yeah. You know that's... who's always in the game? The person who got there first. Yeah, and so maybe that's what Disney's strategy with this is like. Hey, we we saw Universal do this. You know, let's maybe sit back and do like a pre-trial with Mulan, and then maybe we wait and see. You know, what a Universal does once all this you know pandemic shit is over, and then maybe they they see if it's more viable outside of that. Who knows? Like maybe yeah. that's the position they're taking. Where they're like, we're not opposed to this, but we don't want to be the guinea pig. Oh, they should. You got to get there first. Like that, yeah. that carries so much weight. Like just look at Tesla, right? Like other manufacturers make electric vehicles that are cheaper. There's other manufacturers that make electric vehicles that have even less maintenance, cost less, and uh, have longer ranges. But you know what the best selling fucking electric vehicle still is to this day? Tesla. They were there first. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a weird thing because it's not like... Like, it's not like they got to build something up to do this. Like, they literally just got to fucking drop it mm -hmm. um, onto their service. Like, like there's not a whole lot of risk other than, like, they might lose some box office, you know, projections or whatever like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of hope they would they would have released those Mulan numbers where they're like, yeah, this is what it made. Uh, it, they won't, but. No, they won't, but. That would be I'm very curious telling if they were like yeah no it actually like made what we projected it to or something like that the, the one uh beacon of shining light that comes through this story as i'm going through it though is the fact that uh free guy starring ryan reynolds has not been pushed yet it is oh, yeah, yeah. still coming out on december 11th and okay. i'm very much looking forward to that movie yeah that one looks cool so uh, but i mean like it's still early so it's a, hold your breath, you know. Yeah, I am. Because the sad thing is, it's probably going to get pushed. Don't say that. Don't jinx it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, in yet another fucking Snyder cut, fucking news. Apparently. That whole project was originally going to cost like thirty million or something like that. Apparently now it's going to cost seventy, and they're going to reshoot with a bunch of the cast for a week. I was just going to say, like, I remember, like, when all of this was coming out, it was like, oh, Snyder Cut's going to be dirt cheap. They're going to take yeah. all this footage that they have and didn't use, but yeah. it's going to be everything that was already shot. And yeah, then I saw last week, it's like, oh, by the way, they're actually reshooting some scenes. Yeah, they're getting the whole cast together for a week, and the the budget that was thirty million um, has now like doubled. So yeah, this it's fucking like I I still stand by I I don't think that this cut is gonna all of a sudden make Justice League this fucking amazing movie, but I still want to watch it out of fucking morbid curiosity just to see what the fuck it is. 
Well, I went from like same boat as you, like morbid curiosity to watch it to now I'm getting more and more excited because the idea of just like moving scenes around, but it fundamentally being the same movie with the same scenes, just, you know, maybe the coloring was, was fucking done in post a little different. And this scene takes place before this one now, like swap, like scene swapping it was like, okay, well, I'll watch it because I'm curious, but I don't expect it to be anything. But now that I see that they're dropping 70 plus million dollars, bringing everyone back and doing actual scene reshoots, I'm, I'm getting more hyped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still tempering uh, my expectations because I, I still don't think it's going to be crazy. And it's only like a week of reshoots. But mind you, you can get a lot done in a week, but you can get a lot done in a week, especially considering like, I'm sure the majority of this movie was shot on a green screen, so... Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah. Fuck, I am just crazy curious what the fuck this ends up looking like. Mm-hmm. Because... Oh, fuck. What did you do, internet? What did <laughs> you do? Why do we need this? Because the fans deserve it. Oh, yes. Okay, fair enough. But well, speaking of what is this gonna look like? Yeah, <laughs> Sue Ersted Rasmussen is that I? I don't know. Maybe that's I, it. I'm sorry, I'm probably know. butchering I'm, it. I'm not even gonna attempt to try. Um, yeah, is leaving The Witcher, not coming back for season two. Yeah, so the guy who played um, Eskol, I guess, um. Is yeah, he's not coming back because um, the reasoning was like because the original season two production of The Witcher got pushed because of the pandemic, that pushed his schedule a bunch, and then now all of a sudden it doesn't work for him because he's like, yeah, you pushed it to this date, and I already had something on this date or something, so it doesn't seem like it's like creative reasons, which is good, but well, on on topic of Witcher here. From someone who <clears throat> hasn't actually watched it yet, how f- yeah. what was his character and how fundamental was he? Um, he was a fairly substantial part, let's say. Um, That's not good. Yeah, like he wasn't like. Yeah, he, he was. He was a big enough part that like it's noticeable that you're recasting him. Um. Yeah, which and uh, they t- fucking recast him like three days later they're like yeah here's the new guy which was like kind of ridiculously quick in the sense that maybe this didn't happen you know is some stuff had to have been going on in the background for a while for that to be that quick you don't just recast someone that quick so this has been information they probably knew about for quite a while. Yeah, you got to think. Because, like, there's no way you cast someone in, in, like, I think the time between when the original story came out that he was leaving to, like, hey, this is the new person is, like, it, it's two days. Like, you hmm. don't, you, you you physically, I don't think you physically can recast. Well, maybe you could, but. That'd be but mighty yeah. impressive if you were to flip it that fast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like this is weird because like, and that that guy was super good in the show, uh, too. Um, yeah, so that'll be real interesting, because um, yeah, he was a fairly substantial part. So, 
Interesting. Great. So it's becoming like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. Weird. I haven't seen The Witcher yet, so I mean, it'll be a while before I comment, have a real valid opinion on the matter, because I haven't seen the first one, so I mean, this doesn't affect me in no way, shape, or form just yet, but I mean, it definitely is frustrating when you have a character in there, you get used to the way they move, and they talk, and how they look, and then yeah. that same character is there in the next season, and you're like, that's not him. Yeah, and like, it's one of those things that like, sometimes it works when you do these recasts, sometimes it totally doesn't, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like Rhodey and Iron Man, like they they recast that, um, and it ended up working, you know, great. Um, but yeah, this is weird. Well, I guess only time will tell with that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that season two comes out. Not that. I don't think it's super long, so I'll be curious to check that out. <clears throat> Well, in super exciting news, we're getting a boy spinoff. Yeah. Which yeah. I am all for anything relating to the boys. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and it looks like it's going to be focusing on kind of the superhero college run by Vought, where it's like, hey, this is where you go to learn how to be a Vought fucking social media hero. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, and like they're in this article, they released like, you know, it is described as in, you know, R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. So I feel like you're going to get a lot of real fucked up like college co-ed stuff with superheroes and fucking trying to land like internships yeah yeah animal house meets the boys yeah which like i feel like they're gonna go in some fucking dark places probably um yeah i'm i'm all for this genuinely excited about it yeah it's uh i was trying to think i think this is the only amazon original show that they've like spun something off of on where it's like, hey, this is doing so well, we're just going to spin off something else on it. I don't think they've done that before. Not off the top of my head, anyway. And, I mean, this is the perfect one to do it, because it's superheroes, right? And it makes Mad Bank, and will continue to make Mad Bank. Yeah, so I think... I'll be curious to know... Um, trying to see, like, when this takes place. Like, does this take place, like, before the show or something like this, or kind of at the same time? Like, I'd be curious timing-wise, like, where it takes place. Yes, sir. And I don't think it shows. Hmm. Because, yeah, I'd be curious if it was like, hey, this happens before the boys, or during it, or whatever. But, hmm. Give me more. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Also super on board with Samuel Jackson reprising his role as Nick Fury on a Disney Plus series. Yeah, that focuses on Nick Fury. This is cool. Yeah. Are you fucking paying attention, DC? Like, this is how you do a legit cinematic universe, you fucks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is cool. Um, Because there's always stories referenced in the movies about, you know, shit he did back in the day, right? 
as Nick Fury. So I feel like there's a lot of really cool stuff they could do. Oh, so much. I'm and I'm curious to see if this is like Nick Fury the way we know him now, or if this is if like basically if this is pre or post Captain Marvel. Pre, I bet it would be. Uh, and well, Captain Marvel was already kind of pre, wasn't it? Yeah, Captain Marvel was kind of like Nick Fury becoming Nick Fury. Yeah, so I wonder if it, maybe it takes place after that. I, I Either which way, I'm fucking super on board and all friends with this. Yeah, like I don't think they're. Um. Yeah, like they don't have any plot details out yet. They said that's all being kept under wraps, which is, which that's how Marvel does it. Yeah, we're not going to know shit for a while here. But no. the fact that we do know that it's happening, that's enough to get me excited. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, yeah, I, I totally didn't think this was going to happen. Like, I, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I definitely didn't think that it would be, there would be Samuel Jackson fucking Nick Fury show. But <laughs> sign me up anyway. Yeah. Like, a, a very pleasant surprise. So, and it's... And it's also worth noting that, like, this isn't confirmed by Disney yet. It's just like, yo, we've got enough credible information that we're rolling with this. So, mm -hmm. but I, I, this happens. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I see we got a Resident Evil show coming officially announced for Netflix. Yeah. Along with this other movie, too. <laughs> Yeah, so like this one, Biohazard Infinite Darkness, it looks like yeah. it's a graphical show. Yeah, so it's like a CGI movie. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, sure. I thought they had already announced um, a Resident Evil like live action. Yeah, but I thought they also had announced like that they were doing like a cartoon one. Um, I thought I remember that, but apparently they're doing this one which i'll check it out because it's on netflix so why not but... well, i feel like i'll take a cgi over a cartoon version of uh resident evil but i'd still like I, I don't know i'll probably glance at this one i don't know how into it i'm gonna get because i typically don't watch a lot of like cgi esque type shows but yeah, I, I definitely true. want like the live action resident evil on netflix to come out sooner than later yeah me too um, I, I'm the same way, but, but yeah, I'll, I'll check this out because it's focusing on characters that of the Resident Evil games that I've actually played. Um, so I'll check it out for that reason, probably, but. Well, at the end of the day, my secret hopes is that this does so well for Netflix that we finally get a live action reboot of Silent Hill. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. That'd I be want good. it so bad. Yeah, because that, uh, that original Silent Hill movie, maybe no, not the greatest. It wasn't terrible, but it definitely left a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope these do well so that they do more in this kind of Japanese horror realm. Because, yeah, like you said, Silent Hill would be real cool if done right. Oh, it'd be amazing. So, yeah. I, I The nice part about this is being that it's actually not live action. I feel like it probably comes sooner than later. So, mm. that is the, the nice part about it. So, 
And then Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller are doing a Netflix movie. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. I yeah. like Miles Teller. Yeah, I like too. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So I'm like, so far I'm like, okay, cool. And Netflix, all right, cool. Extraction was phenomenal. I'm yeah. down to clown. And then I read the synopsis set in the near future. The story follows two young convicts in a facility run by a visionary who experiments on inmates with drugs. Okay, I'm in, I'm in. That alters their emotions. And you lost me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You had me in the first half. Um, Yeah, you were were so close. And then you just pulled back right there at the one yard line. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. Um, So maybe like when more information comes out, it'd be like, okay, like this is where they're going to go with it. Because when I first started reading, I was like, oh, is this kind of like this take on like the kind of like kind of an MK Ultra, I guess, kind of thing, right? Um, Yeah. In my head, all I can envision is like a super jacked Chris Hemsworth in jail, you know, beating the shit out of other people, being nobody's bitch. And then being fed these drugs and just like spending his whole day in his jail cell, like curled up in a ball and crying. And it's like, mm. yeah. And like, depending on where they go with this, I think there could be some real cool stuff with it. But I, I not knowing what this original story was and I like, I'm probably not going to go read it. Um, like I'm, I'm real curious where this goes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Netflix has been, they've crushed it pretty hard with their like Netflix exclusive movies up until this point. Yeah. None of them have been like anything to write home about, nothing that's going to no. win a fucking Oscar, but they've been enjoyable pieces of cinema. Yeah. They've been totally that I sit down and have a good time watching. Yep. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt, but this, yeah. sto- this plot in general does not intrigue me in the least. So. No, I think this one's a case of like I need to see a trailer, um, mm-hmm. and that should kind of give you a general sense of where they're gonna go with it. Um, so I think once that it comes out, then I'll be like, okay, I'm totally on board for this, or I'm like totally just not gonna watch it. Um, so yeah, because I had the same thoughts reading that where I was like, oh, oh yeah, two convicts, yeah, oh okay, experiments, and then I was like, what? Okay, hold on. Yeah. You got me, you got me, Eh, maybe not. Yeah, where are we going? So, yeah. Netflix, just fucking making those movies. Yeah, keep it up, I'll keep my subscription going. Yeah, yeah, pretty much give me a reason to keep paying you. Because, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of also looking for a reason to not pay you. (laughs) Yeah, and you fucking, (laughs) they almost gave it to me after canceling the society. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, you gotta make it worth me paying the fucking... What is it up to now? Like sixteen bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's uh, all I've got for uh, movie news here. Yeah, me too. So I don't know what we watched. I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot. Did you? Uh, before we get into like all these other things, before it leaves my mind, did you catch up on the boys yet? No, <sighs> I. I did watch some, but I'm not fully caught up. Um, let me just pull up where I'm at. Um, okay, I watched up. I watched episode five, so I would have watched four. Yeah, the two after the three, and then so whatever's after that. 
So you've watched the first five? Yes. So I think there's one. So one the last that I haven't. The last one you watched, spoiler alert for everyone out there, was the one where they are in the house with and Black Noir's in there? Uh, yes. Okay. That's mostly what I want to... I've watched the one after that, but it's the Black Noir one that I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen Because I'm, I'm seeing all kinds of, like, theories come out there, and then, of course, I decided that I was going to look up Black Noir in the comic books. Oh, Holy yes. fuck, man. Did you ever hear about that guy's backstory? No. So in the comic books, and unfortunately it looks like it is not shaping out to be this way, oh, okay. but in the comic books, yeah. Black Noir is actually a complete clone of Homelander. What? In the original comic books, in case Homelander got too narcissistic and too out of control, they cloned him, covered him in a fucking suit, and called him Black Noir. But he is literally a Homelander clone, and they huh. put him in the seven in case Homelander got too out of control. Black Nor would be able to fucking take him out. Oh shit! But what ends up happening is the clone ends up in some ways being more of a piece of shit than Homelander is. That's a high bar. Very high bar. Like uh, the scene where in the first season where the Deep makes uh, Starlight blow him. Oh yeah, yeah. In the comic books, it was actually A-Train and Black Noir that do that. Oh, really? Yep. And uh-huh. uh, in the comic books, it wasn't Homelander who raped uh, Butcher's wife and oh, knocked her Noir. up. It was Black Noir. Oh, shit. So they're changing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I guess, like, everyone on the internet is like, okay. And they've said they've come out publicly and stated that Black Noir's storyline is not going to follow that of the comics. Oh, okay. That being said, I'm dying of curiosity to find out, like, okay, maybe he's not a big mega douche like he is in the comic books, but I'm, like, dying to know if Black Noir in the series, in the television show, still is Homelander's clone. Yeah, that'd be... That'd be interesting, because... You've got to solve the, like, problem of, like, who can go toe-to-toe with Homelander, right? I feel like did they kind of uh, went that direction with though that storm chick um a little bit but a, like a straight up clone would also be really cool too yeah well and if Ho- and if black nor doesn't end up being the homelander clone to take out homelander then i'm thinking again based on how they've set that's eventually going to be homelander's yeah. son yeah it's unfortunate that you didn't watch the the next episode after though because it takes a, a twist that I didn't quite see hmm. coming. And then now I'm probably gonna watch it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because you and you you having watched the episodes up until up until six anyway, you know that like Vought was originally created by this one dude who was a fucking like Nazi, and this was him trying to make super soldiers back yep. in the day. Yeah, so... Yeah. There's an interesting fucking plot twist that happens in this next one that you'll be like, oh, damn. Huh. I'm real curious now. Mm-hmm. But being that we're talking about it, like, that show is still um, exceeding my expectations. Like, it's still... So real, good. Real fucking good. Um, yeah. I, I'm still totally on board with that show. It's fucking rad. I just yeah. hate that 
it's this weekly episode bullshit and that's like part of the reason why like i haven't been catching up is because like i know like when i watch it i'm like i just want to keep watching and then like i ran into that that first week when the three came out i was like yeah fuck this like and then i waited till there was like three more out so that i could watch like three back to back yeah i don't overly care for this weekly stuff either but say la vie yeah but so i did I did get through the leftovers okay. though. Thoughts? Overall thoughts? Disappointed. Oh. First and foremost, let's let's address the one thing that <clears throat> kind of start stemmed this whole thing was yeah. your uh your claim that season two, episode eight, the international assassin episode yeah. was the best piece of television in television history. Yeah. I still stand uh, by that. But I I'm... disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, off the top of my head, to be fair, could I would have to really sit down at a later time here and think through what I think the best episode of television ever would be. But I don't think it would be that. For me personally, the episode before where he drinks the poison and fucking Buddy shoots himself in the head, that oh, yeah, was yeah. more entertaining. And okay. the episode after that one, where you find out that. Uh, John's daughter and her friends didn't disappear that they actually left to join that stupid cult. Yeah. Also thought that was more interesting. And even further to go into season three, when he goes back to that place and has to assassinate the president who is himself. Right. Yeah. That was an even more interesting episode to me as far as that like weird world he goes to. Okay. Hmm. But in true fucking Damon Lindelof dickhead fashion, that show left me with a lot of fucking questions and no yep. explanation. Yep. So like I can you know I can totally eat the fact and get over that uh the other place just was a random fucking event and they explain it away with some kind of like bizarre radiation and basically what happens when you get to the end is you find out that the other world is or where everyone left is it just took those people and it put them right in the same world. It's like the world cloned itself. And a portion of them went to this new cloned world. Yep. And everyone else is still on the main world. I should say but dimension, I guess. Yeah. So like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll be okay with that. What I can't get over is Kevin's, I can't die and I go to purgatory shit. Yeah. That's Fair the enough. one that I'm having the hardest time swallowing. Because you read some fan theories and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so clearly when he goes to this world, it has nothing to do with the other dimension. The way they explain the other dimension, him going to the world is, is irrelevant. Which means it's some kind of like purgatory I, is my best guess. Yeah. Is I that he too. goes... Probably yeah, right, yeah. Is that he goes to a, a purgatory. So the departed go to the other dimension. When he dies, he's not going to the other dimension. He's at he's like going a halfway to, point yeah, kind of thing. He, yeah, so I like I'm gonna call it fucking purgatory, and then people mm-hmm. going, oh well, he can't die, he just keeps coming back, and he has to work his way out of purgatory. Yeah, and then some people like I was reading like other theories on this, and other people's theories were like, all of that's actually in his head when he's like quote unquote dying. Like that's when you know your body starts to shut down, you get the rush of DMT, and you start yeah. seeing shit. And of course, like time in your head because our brains process things so much more quickly. Could seem like days, but in real life be seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can get behind that theory, except for the fact that he was 
buried alive, granted a shallow enough grave that he could dig himself out. But if he's not breathing when he gets dropped in there and then covered by dirt, he doesn't have a whole lot of time to keep fucking breathing where he could wake up. So that was mighty suspect. Yeah. When he gets shot. Okay, sure. Like maybe he gets shot. He goes down. He loses consciousness, you know, has a near death experience in his head and then, you know, gets back up. That can be explained away. But in the last season, they fucking drown him in the bathtub again. And that's like happening at nighttime and he's not breathing and they lay him out. And it's like, you can tell because it, it goes from night to fucking morning. Yep. That that was out actually like a long time has passed, which swings back to the theory that like when he dies, these like dreams and the place he goes is not in his head. It's an actual place. Yep. But it also kind of like his storyline shot itself in the fucking foot because the first time he goes there, he kills Patty Levinson to get rid of her. So he's not seeing her anymore. Yep. And she's, and he kills her in that world. Yep. And he goes back to that world and she's alive in that world again, which makes like for the sake of the fucking like, Oh, we need someone interesting. Who's going to be the secretary of defense. Well, it'll be Patty Levinson. Okay. I understand that. But like, he fucked his own story arc up by doing it that way, which really pissed me off. Cause like, it's like he forgot that he explained to everyone leading up to that, that uh, episode in season three, that if he kills someone off in his purgatory world, they're fucking gone. Yep. So like that, that, uh, that kind of irritated me. Yeah. I feel like that's like, that's, if you're watching something by Damien Lindelof, like you, you kind of like I've just kind of grown accustomed to like if I watch it, I know I'm not going to get all the answers. Um, and and I can accept that fact. Yeah. I can accept having these like big questions not answered. What I can't sit back and enjoy are these like it's I I don't know if I'd call it a gaping plot hole or just really poor fucking continuity, but it's one of the two. It, this yeah. In this scenario, it's not like, oh, you'll never have the answers because that's how I write it. It's all in your head. You decide, and I'm so creative. This is like straight up he wrote the fucking episodes and then forgot that he did this because he clearly defined the rules and then fucking broke them. And to sit there and be like, oh, that's because everything, you know, you decide in your own head. It's like, no, you set the rules. You can't. That's just poor writing in that specific episode anyway to me. Okay, that's fair. Not the whole series. That specific episode, right. it, it, I felt like that was just poorly written based on the, the previous episodes. My, okay. my biggest gripe from, comes from season three, though, where like they spend all this fucking time in Australia, and it just seemed like it wasn't going anywhere. Okay, yep. And like the scene where Laurie decides to put on the mask and go diving... Shortly after she explained that she could go diving and turn a knob and die. So it kind of was like, okay, it looks like she's going to kill herself. And then, you know, surprise, she didn't kill herself. To me, it's just like, why even have that scene in there at all? Yeah, that's fair. That's like it it seemed like and it. (laughs) And the only reason I get upset about like some of these scenes where it's like, why would you even put that in there is because they drag out. So there's lots of times where I'm just like, this is painful. I, I think it's the very last episode she's biking home and somehow hits a set of beads with her bike and flips off and then sees the goat on the hill. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that whole scene of her climbing up the hill and freeing the goat and then taking the goat home, like, that was, like, 10 or 15 minutes of that fucking series finale, and it was absolutely and utterly pointless. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. And then the last episode, I did not enjoy the last episode because I was like, sweet, I'll get some answers, I'll get some closure, and there will be some stuff left up in the air that, you know, I'll have to use my own imagination to decide with how it goes. Yeah. But it was such it. a, it was a, it's so many of the scenes in there drug out so fucking long. It was like, I felt like I personally felt like they didn't know how to end the series. So they filled it with a bunch of like bullshit to get them to the 30 fucking minute mark. So that they could, because they only wrote enough for the last 15 minutes. And they're like, fuck, I don't know how to end this episode. We're running out of ideas. Okay, let's just put 30 minutes of fucking random bullshit that doesn't really mean anything. We'll call it character development. And then we'll end it with how we want to fucking end it. Well, I think also what happened with that too is it got canceled. Like, I, I think they had ideas for more than three seasons. But they got canceled and HBO said, you got a third. Wrap it up. Okay, and so I wonder. I'll, I'll give if, some leeway if that's if that's the case. But if, if I remember rightly, that was the case, and they were, so maybe that was a case of like just trying to wrap up all those loose ends, um, you know, in a timeline that you didn't plan on it, um, kind of thing. So I'm also not buying the fact that oh, what's her fucking name now? Nora. I'm not buying the fact that Nora crossed over and came back. Not not buying it. Fair enough. And like clearly the way that that last scene was shot when she tells her story because like when she starts telling the story of how she was about to cross over, you get flashbacks, you get visual scenes showing her getting ready and getting into the machine. Like, so she's telling the story and we get the visual element of it. And then she says, Oh, I went through and I woke up right where I was in the parking lot in Australia and you get no visuals. Right. And I know that and I understand they did this on purpose because yeah. at the end of that episode, it's up to you to decide whether she fucking went through and then or came no. back or, or she just, just yeah. lied about the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which in and of itself brings me to another continuity error that pissed me off because throughout the whole show, Nora is very blunt. She's straightforward. She doesn't fucking lie. Right. But I yep. don't think she crossed over, which means she's lying to uh, Kevin about right. crossing over. And given her, you know, her entire character history, there is no reason for her to lie. Like, Kevin's still in love with her. He sought her out. He's been flying to Australia looking for her for years and years and years. There's no reason whatsoever for her to lie about that. So why would she? Yeah, and I'm trying to think, like, maybe that's a case of, like, they wrote it, like, she just lies to him just to kind of, like, put the whole thing to bed. But. She doesn't need to put the whole thing to bed, though. She could have been like, oh, no, I chickened out last minute. I was too fucking scared. Okay, fair enough. That would be scary, considering you don't know if you're actually going to cross over or you're going to die. End scene. It was, yeah, it was, like, it just upsets me because it was completely unnecessary. And there's just like all this build up. And then at the end, I just, I felt disappointed because I felt like they established these, you know, ever or these never changing character traits for a lot of these people. 
And then just in the final fucking moment, these characters become something that they've never been. And people change in real life. So yeah. characters can change too, but it doesn't just like happen overnight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Like to pick up on a few of the specifics because it's been so long since I've seen it, but yeah, but yeah, so, I, I get what you're saying. So like the whole series as a whole was was good, yeah. and I kind of like I don't know, just the last season was not my favorite. I felt like uh, there was okay. a lot of stuff that happened in that last season that was utterly pointless and didn't need to be in there, and time could have been better served doing other things. But it's just like you know, fucking his son and his daughter Tom and Jill. Like, after the second episode, they're just no longer a part of season three. Right, yeah. Right, so the, and it's just, like, all that stuff. And, like, I'll eat right, the fact, right, okay, right. maybe there is another world, maybe there isn't. Okay, I'll decide in my mind, blah, 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 blah. I can't right. get past the fucking ridiculousness of his, like, weird purgatory. But right. I think what kind of dampered my overall enjoyment of it was, like, I watched the original, like, Leftovers movie way okay, back yep. in the day, okay, which... Yep which wasn't them like departing into a split dimension. It was them departing into heaven. Right. And I feel like that was the direction the show was going the whole time where they're like, Oh, we don't know why they departed, but they went to heaven. That's what's happening. Cause they play into like, you know, they go to the religious town. He has a pastor. I mean, pseudo brother-in-law who runs the church and like all of that other fucking shit. Yep. And then he falls into these like dreams, which would be indicative of purgatory. Yep. So the whole time I'm going, okay, yeah, yeah, they're buying into this. And then you get to the end and it's like, oh no, it's just some like weird shit with like physics and energy. And it's actually a split dimension. And it's like, I feel like once they went with, it's just a scientific anomaly that wiped away a lot of the previous two seasons where one would think that it was religion related. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, good show. I really yeah. got into the characters. I burned through all three seasons in a pretty short amount of time. But yeah, you did. Yeah. Season three just definitely didn't do it for you. No. No. Yeah, and then, that's fair. I can see that. And so, and I, like I figured, like that episode in season two, I figured like he probably wouldn't put it in the same category as me. Um, but well, I, I have to ask. What about that episode, now that I have seen it and we can compare notes, what about that episode makes it the greatest episode of television history to you? Like, just the general flow of, like, his arc of, like, waking up there and having to, like, figure this shit out, and then him having to, like, finally have to, like, deal with Patty and, like, kill her, like, in the well kind of thing. Like, I felt like just that whole, like, start to finish was just, like, incredibly acted and incredibly done. Like, I just remember watching that episode going, like, that, like, the way he acted it and the way that episode flowed and did all of that, like, I just, I remember watching it going, like, that was perfect. Fair enough. Like, I just, I really bought into that whole, like, he just wakes up there and he's like, yo, what the fuck? And he puts on this suit and it's this whole thing and then he finally deals with Patty um, and has to fucking kill her, you know, and he pushes her into the well, and then she's still alive, and he's got to go down and, like, fucking strangle her, you know, and it's, like, I felt like that whole arc of, like, his inner struggle of dealing with that, and just, like, having the hardest time doing it, um, like, I just felt that overall arc, 
Like I just I remember watching it going like that was so masterfully done. Um that I just like totally bought into it. Fair enough. I mean I will give you like credit where credit is due. It was very well shot. There definitely was a very good flow to it as far as like personal character development, you know, having to basically fight his inner demons for lack of a better term and have to put yeah. one of them down so it doesn't yeah. reflect into his real life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was phenomenal in that regard. It was a very, very good episode. Just yeah. like the episode where he has to kill himself because himself is the president. Also, right in those lines, it was he, at least this time he knew what he was doing, but I like yeah. the fact that they added, if he looked at a reflective surface, he could switch between who he was taking control of. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah his angel and demon and he's trying to decide which way he wants to go. And he's jumping back and forth to see things from each of their perspective. Yeah. So again, real nice flow, beautifully shot, well executed. I just don't think that it's top television of all time, but yeah. And that that's fair. Um, Cause that's going to be a totally subjective thing. Right. Um, yeah. I like just... Off the top of my head, if I had to pick one thing to be the best, episode of television in the entire history of television it would probably be the series premiere of the big bang theory oh really no not at all so what to say huh Th that's supposed to be subjective but <laughs> 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 let's get fucking real uh one another one that i would put on like um like one of my top episodes of all time is actually also on hbo and it would be the battle of the bastards uh for game of thrones that episode was phenomenal it was good i like the red wedding more than that one but oh yeah i just thought um like the whole how they did that fight like the cinematography on that was like surpassed some lord of the rings like fucking battles to the point where i was like holy shit um yeah Fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah. I do. I do understand what you mean, though, when you like talk about an episode that like sticks with you. Like this is going to yeah. be weird, and I don't think I would put it in like maybe under a personal list of like my favorite episodes of all time. I wouldn't say it yeah. was the best like written or done television episode of all time. But there's an episode in season five of Boy Meets World. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, because it only ran for seven seasons. It's the third last season. It's right before they fucking graduate and move on to college. And it's called, and the episode's called, like, And Then There Was Sean. Oh, yeah, I think I remember this one. And it's like a spoof of, like, horror movies where, like, they all right. get locked up in detention right. and then all of a sudden the janitor dies and there's a killer in the school and they're locked in and the lights flicker and da-da-da-da-da. And then yeah. one by one the characters get killed off and... Then at the end of the episode, you find out that the killer is actually Sean. Right. And he's doing right. it because he's removing all the obstacles because he wants Corey and Topanga to be together so right. so badly. Right. right. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say it's the best episode of television in history, not even yeah. in the top five. But for me personally, that's there. probably like the most watched episode of Boy Meets World for me ever. Because it's just I really like that angle they took. I really right. liked how like the deeper meaning behind it. But right. I love the funny fucking killer references where they're like no 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 it's it's always the person you least expect like in that horror film the person we least suspect and like just the yeah. blatant ripping on it also shout out to jennifer love hewitt for her fucking cameo in it yeah yeah and i think that's 
like why I put that leftovers episode is like, and, and maybe it's maybe I should rephrase that as like it's my top, um, like TV episode of all time. Like maybe that's a better way of saying it. Um, because I just totally bought in, like I bought into just how that was done as like a standalone. Like it almost didn't, like I almost didn't view it as like, like it almost could have been not part of the leftovers, and I was just like that was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, so. Well, fair enough. All in all, it, it was a good series. I am yeah. happy that I watched it. I was just disappointed with the way that season three went, which honestly could be explained if that was the case where HBO went, okay, this is the last one, wrap it up. And they had to like, you know, quickly cut storylines down and rewrite a bunch of stuff. I could see how that would turn it sloppy, but that's how I would describe the third season. I would say that it got sloppy. Yeah, and I would agree that parts of that third season is that yeah for sure um yeah i would agree with that Mm -hmm. because it's like like that show on its own like i and i should go back and rewatch it now that you're talking about it just because it's like i i when i watched that show it was when it was airing every sunday night and yeah so it was a while ago but but like i remember the like my feeling of like overall when that show ended i was like the show was like pretty decent but it was just like i remember that one episode just for some reason hit every base for me um but yeah and i do believe it was a case of like they had plans for more seasons and then hbo was like yo this ain't doing well so you get one more yeah yeah the other thing and that was what i was going to talk about about that show where i'm trying to figure out because a lot of people fan theories are that this where he goes is in his head yeah but like The one thing that seems to disrupt that and say, like, no, this is a legit purgatory, which just honestly puts a hole in the plot for me again, is so, like, you know how his dad is trying to, like, learn all these different dances because he thinks it's going to stop the fucking floods from coming? Right. Yep. So the last dance and song that he needs to learn is from this dude in Australia. I can't remember his name. And while he's there talking to this guy, this guy says... No, there is no dance to stop the rain. And then this guy dies. So Kevin's dad doesn't get a chance to learn it. And he was told that there is no rain dance, but can continues to insist that there is. And that's the big reason why Kevin goes back to purgatory in season three is to go in there and find this guy and learn his song and dance. So he can come back out, tell his father and his father can do all this stuff and stop the flood. So Kevin's never seen this guy and it's never seen on, it doesn't happen on scene, but as far as we know, as the viewer, Kevin's dad never told his son, Kevin Jr. That this uh, ancient shaman in Australia straight up told him there is no dance to stop the rain. We never see that conversation take place. It's not to say that it doesn't happen, but we don't see it. But at the very least, Kevin's never like even seen this guy. So when he goes into purgatory, he finally gets on the phone with him in that fucking comms room when he's pretending, when he's in the assassin's body. Yep. Gets him on video chat and says, my father, this is your real name, blah, blah, blah. My father needs this thing. And the guy didn't drink the water. So is still aware of what's happening. Tells him, right. Yeah. Tells him like, I told your father that, the rain, like there is no dance to stop the rain, right. which would, which would 
lead into that whole theory like this legit is a purgatory right which i can buy so this but if so if this is a purgatory that would mean when people die they go into purgatory and i'm okay with that because the black dude who shot himself in the head was there and patty levinson was there but where the fucking purgatory thing starts to fall apart is that australian chick that they're all at her house and she was trying to kill kevin's to find the one that can stay alive and not die right that old australian chick mm-hmm. she when kevin first crosses over she tells him like hey can you check on my kids i have three kids one of them doesn't like to wear shoes or some shit like that and he finds them very quickly in that episode he's doing his like president's speech and he sees all three of the kids in the front row of his like speech and he right. makes the comment to the one kid and says like why aren't you wearing shoes He's like, oh, why does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. So he sees the kids in there. And when he comes back the first time, because it was a failed drowning, yep. Um, he tells her, like, yes, I saw your kids. They're fine. I told them that they're loved, right? Yep. <laughs> what I don't get from that is she says that her kids were departed. If they were departed, they wouldn't be in purgatory. They would be in the fucking fractured other dimension. And that, that is what kind of fucked me up when right. I was like, okay, I can buy this other dimension shit. I can buy into purgatory. Right? I'm From everything I've gathered from the show, those are two separate places. If you die, you end up in this purgatory until you go to heaven. But then at the same time, if you are departed, you didn't die. You went to this other fucking world. Therefore, you wouldn't be in purgatory. So why were her kids in purgatory? Or why was the preacher's wife in purgatory considering that she was still alive? Yeah, and it's been long enough that I, I'm trying to think of some of the specifics around that that I honestly wouldn't be able mm. to remember. That's fair. I'm just ranting. It's just those are like the plot holes where it's like, Again, like I'm totally understanding of shows that are like, oh, we're going to do these ominous things where like you can decide. Like when Kevin gets shot by John, it's like, okay, did he go to purgatory or was this in his head? And you'll have people on either side because it could happen either way. He could have had like an in his head experience because the bullet went right through him. So he very well could have survived. Yeah. But then at the other end, you have like him being buried alive where it's like, no, you're not living through that. You're dead. Yeah. So it's like, ah, well, fuck, did he go? Did he not go? Like, I get all that stuff, and I understand creating storylines like that where it really makes you think, and at the end of the day, you really need to, in your own head, come to your own conclusion. Yeah. But when you lay out, you know, like, universal rules in a series, like, you know, up is up, down is down, gravity is real on this world, and then you start fucking throwing those, like, core structural storyline rules out the window... That's where I, I start getting irritated and having problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you like, I'm trying to think if there was like some, maybe some of that shit in Lost too, like where you kind of does that, where it's just like, hey, this is kind of maybe how things are, but then That's like it's actually not the case. Never watched Lost. Yeah. Lost is like very much oh, very like, similar. Yeah, because it's like Damien Lindelof, like his stuff is very similar. Like you can kind of infer like from, I guess, watching The Leftovers on... And The Watchmen. I can see elements that he used in both and it's like very distinct. Yeah, so it's... 
Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you watched it and like enjoyed it. But I did. There just I had some gripes with it, but I mean that's yeah. television. That's fair. That's fair. So and like I I like I don't think it's the perfect show. It was just like that specific episode was like I remember just like it blowing my dick off, but fair enough. Yeah. So Oh, and before I forget, mm-hmm. Archer. Have you started watching that yet? I'm so fucking behind on Archer. I stopped watching that show a long time when they went off and did some weird season where they were like fucking Miami Vice or something. Oh, dude, that's way back. Yeah, like when they started doing that, I was like, that's not the Archer I want. And I stopped watching it. And I don't think I've ever picked it back up. And I get that. And that's fair. The my the Archer Vice wasn't my favorite season by any stretch, but it was still enjoyable because it was yeah. still like Archer. Yeah, I stopped losing interest and stopped caring about that show after I can't remember what season it is, but he ends up in a coma at the end of the season. Okay. And there's two or three. I want to say there's three seasons that follow where it's like all of the characters, but and they have the same names and stuff, but they're not them. Oh, they're like they're fucking. So what? what, So what these seasons are are there seasons that are happening in his head. What? So one of them is like a a 1980s style like noir detective season. Oh. Where Archer kind of like and at the beginning of every season Archer kind of like ends up in the season and he's like unsure like how did I get here and what's going on? Oh. And he's in like an 80s, you know, he's in the 1980s and he's working for a, like a LA noir detective agency. Okay. And then there's a season after that where they're like on a tropical island and he's a fucking pilot and Right. It's still got the jokes and stuff, but all these seasons are like dream seasons. They're all taking place in Archer's head. And that's where I lost interest because I was like, I want like normal, like even though the characters are there, the jokes are still there. They're still funny. Like I wanted the core of it to still be like they're a fucking spy agency in New York or whatever. Yeah. This season, they finally woke him out of the coma and we're back to normal fucking Archer in New York working in a spy agency. Okay. Although this takes place three years after he went into his coma. Oh, well, maybe so he I'll goes check. into a coma. He has these dream seasons and then he wakes up. But from the moment he went into the coma till the moment he wakes up, three years has elapsed. Huh. Maybe I'll check back in on it then. Cause like, yeah, when they started going, like that was the exact reason why I just straight up dropped that show. It's like, this isn't what I want. Um, <clears> so maybe right? now is worth like going back. It's gotten good again. It's back to the way it was, and I three episodes are out so far, and I've absolutely loved them. Hmm. I might actually jump back into that now, now that it's actually getting back to what I wanted. That makes me real curious now. Just thought I'd throw it, because I just finished watching the third one last night, so I didn't want to forget. No, I'm probably going to check that out now, because that's... That was the whole reason why I totally dropped that. Yeah, you'd have to look it up to see which. It was definitely the last two, but I think it was the last three that were like dream seasons. Like one was in space, one was in an island, one was in like the 70s or 80s. Okay, yeah. And they were okay, but honestly, you can fucking probably skip all of those and just go right to the new fucking season when he wakes up out of the coma. Which is what I would do. Um, So yeah, I'll probably check that out now, being that that seems like that show went back to where I wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Cause yeah, I 
I super checked out of that show. Like when I started doing that stuff, I was like, this isn't the archer I want. So I'm going to fucking peace out and see you later. Yeah. So hmm, interesting. Weird. I'd keep going with American Horror Story first, though, because I'm dying to keep talking about those seasons. Yes. So bad news. I didn't get a chance to watch any more this week. Savage. Uh, You're a yeah. savage. It's been busy. Um, but I should have, I should, I should have that, uh, that witch season done by next week. So I'd like, I think I maybe watched one more. So like, it's not even really worth talking about. Um, that's fair. But yeah, I, this week I basically got a chance to watch like a few like things that just come out on like weekly, um, like dancing with the stars. How's that going? Still loving it? Yeah. It's, it's actually like, I'm still really enjoying it. Like the dancing's still really good. They didn't vote kill Baskins out, though, which, I mean, granted, the two people that were up to go home were both equally bad. Um, I just don't like Carol Baskins. Fair. So, Fair. But, like, the, the dancing is still good. Um, this coming up week is Disney night, so if that's good, then I'll probably stick with the whole show. Um, but, yeah, like, it's actually going real good. Um I'm still super not on board with Tyre Banks, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> like, I guess she's there now. Um, fucking whatever. But yeah, the core of it is like the core dancing part is still really good. Um, like they're doing a good job with that. So they're getting that right at least. Um, so I just watch that and then just kind of tune in for the scores and then all of the conversation with Tyra Banks and everyone else, I just kind of tune out and like go back to what I was doing and then tune back in when the dancing starts. So, yeah, not much more to say on that other than it's good again. Fair kind enough. Kind of with some caveats. And then I watched um, the newest episode of that Lovecraft Country show, and that show's still really fucking rad. It's going some weird ass fucking places. And I really dig it. Like, it's going some weird fucking places. Yeah, I still got to watch it, but I spent this week catching up on The Vow and Raised by Wolves, so I didn't get a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I watched this week's, or I guess last week's The Vow. Um, yeah, the, God, that documentary is so good. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah, I'm it's so to wild to me that, like, it was such a crazy, ridiculous story, and the New York Times are just like, eh, we're going to bump it. Eh, we're going to bump it. We'll get to it eventually. It's like, holy yeah. shit, you guys. Yeah, when you're talking about that, because they, when they actually had people, like, kind of risk their lives and, like, talk about it, where it was like, yeah, we're going to get fucked up by talking about this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that, that latest episode when they showed that, and when they showed... um. The, that like Nexium, whatever fucking like lawyer talking about how like they're just gonna fucking destroy these people. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like how they were just like, yeah, we are gonna like fucking destroy anyone that like tells us that we're bad. And it was just like, oh, that's so Scientology. Yeah, it was definitely pretty wild. Yeah. And then uh, the crazy part, uh, like they fucking created like a, a news organization to like train people to like fucking look at news in their way like the extent they went to that I was like holy shit like yeah it's definitely big like all this whole thing is a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be based on what I remember seeing when news did come out about it 
Yeah, that was, I had that exact same thought. This, like, when the news came out, I was like, oh, okay, it was, like, kind of a smallish, like, thing that turned into a fucked up sex cult. And then it turns out that this thing is, like, fucking massive. Yeah. And, like, way bigger than I thought it would be. Um, it, Yeah, like, I had that same sense of, like, wow, this is way bigger than fucking I remember reading. So, yeah. I'm still going to check out Race by Wolves. I have it, like I, I still really want to check out the check it out. I just haven't got around to it. You know, I've been going through it. I think there's like I'm I got two more episodes to go. I think I just finished episode seven, and there's eight and nine is still out. Okay, yeah. I still don't know how I feel about it. I keep watching it because I've already invested this much time into it, but I don't know if it's if you actually like it or not. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> don't know. There's aspects of it that I find interesting and intriguing, but on the whole, I still don't know. Like, at any moment, I could be like, nope, don't like it, not for me. Or I could be like, oh, wow, this this is awesome. Like, it hasn't got me invested yet. Like, I'm watching oh. them because I have been watching them, but yeah, I have no kind of the personal... You, you still yeah. don't know why you're watching it? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I've been there where it's just like, why am I still watching this? Um, and you continue to watch it. Um, I had that same feeling with Riverdale a few times. Until I just straight up stopped watching it. Yeah, well, that's a that's a couple's thing with with me and the old lady. So. Uh, that's that's totally fair. I have been down that road where it was like with someone, and it's like, hey, I'm gonna still watch this really shitty TV show because she's super into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to check out Raised by Wolves just because it looked. I I don't I actually don't know why I want to check it out other than for the sheer fact that it kind of looked like it was going some places. But yeah, yeah, and I still don't know where it's going. But I mean, if you like Ridley Scott, if you enjoyed the movie Prometheus, like this yeah. is your kind of world for sure, because it's very yeah. much in that same vein. It's spacey, futuristic, and yeah, and I think that's the main reason why I want to check it out is like because his world building I think is really cool. So like, regardless, I just kind of want to see this weird fucked up world he makes. So, mm -hmm. which is like kind of why I'm super into Lovecraft country is like it's just going into some like super fucking weird fucking places that i am like totally on board with like um so you watch like part of that first episode where there's like that monster right yeah like literally the first 30 seconds yeah so like that show kind of keeps going in some of those weird ass places like that and i'm just super into it i'm like yeah give me give me this fucking weird ass shit like what the fuck am i watching um and it looks cool. So, hmm. yeah, I'm, it's I'm... it's on the list. I like yeah. I I do want to check it out. I was just every free moment I had, I was trying to burn through the rest of uh, the leftovers. So now I got yeah. a, a block of television that's freed up here. So yeah, that's fair. And it's like it's I think it's still coming out weekly. Like I don't think it's all out there yet. Like I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd throw it onto your top the top of your list, but like I started watching it and I'm super into it. Like I said, I wouldn't say it's like the most amazing series out there, but it it's solid and I'm really enjoying my time with it. All right then. So, but that's I think all I've got. Yeah, off the top of my head, I uh I can't say I really have anything else. Yeah, no, it was just one of those like weird weeks where I was like super busy with work, so it was like okay, I get home at eight o'clock. I've got like an hour and a half to eat and fucking watch one episode of something so I didn't get a chance. Mm -hmm. But I really want to finish up that American Horror Story season because that season's real fucking cool. 
Yeah, it's it's decent. Not my favorite season, but I mean, that show is just good in general. Yeah. Yep. Word. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up and uh, reconvene in a week's time. Sounds good. All right. Later. Later.